touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Say our love is a flame, not an amber. Say it's me that you want to dismember. Uh, blacken my eye, set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango. At your command, before you here I stand, my heart is in my Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the A-Slut Podcast, Advice, Sex, Love, un- with Understanding and Trust. Uh, I am your host, Simon Bell. Um, we've only just started this podcast, so I'm still really, really excited. This week we have a different kind of guest in. We have a couple, and a polyamorous couple, Scott and Kaylee. Uh, they've been together for a couple of years. I'm really excited to talk to them about their experiences. One of them's quite new to poly. One of them's, uh, let's say, experience. We talk about a whole bunch of different things in it. We talk about um, the kids that they have together, uh, how it was sort of transferring over to poly for, for Scott, um, how Kaylee was able to introduce it, how upfront they were, how their relationship works, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my my chat short and sweet before we get straight into into talking with Kaylee and Scott. Uh, this week for me has been decent. I I work a lot. I work 60 hours a week um, while trying to fit in all of my social races as well. Um, I found out that Panic at the Disco is going to be in New Zealand soon, which is awesome for me. I might be going up and doing that. Um, yeah, so without further ado, oh, actually, what else happened is um, I got some new toy. I always like getting new toys. They're always fun. They're always exciting. Uh, I have toys that I use on myself. Um, use on my partner as well. Use on anybody who wants to, really. Uh, I've been talking to this great new girl uh, over in the UK, um, which has been lovely. She's still quite new. I might have her on the pod at some point. Who knows? Uh, I have some cool, really cool guests coming up as well, which I'm really excited about. Uh, an old friend uh, in Canada. Uh, you might be coming on. Um, a few of my favourite people in New Zealand as well uh, might be coming in live and having a chat. So, yeah, I'm looking forward. But for now, without further ado, uh, here's my chat with, with Kaylee and Scott. I hope you guys enjoy.
Okay, so now welcome to the show, Kaylee and Scott. How are we guys? Doing well. <laughs> Wonderful, cool. So first of all, tell me a wee bit about you guys. Kaylee first. So I'm uh, super into crafting. Mm-hmm. I make a lot of stuff. So crochet, knitting, painting, bath bombs, all that fun stuff. Love it. Wonderful. And Scott? Uh, so I'm a geek. I play board games, role playing games. Laughing, laughing, yeah, that's really laughing. Live action role play. Nice. Something that's got going to get started in here in Christchurch again. Yeah. Sweet. And what what's the laughing scene in Christchurch like now? So there is at the moment Daniel Life Phoenix, mm-hmm. and there are one shots as well as Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But I'd like, honestly, I'd like a campaign. Cool. So for for people who don't know, like myself a little bit. What yeah. what do you mean by campaign? Right, so to start with laughing is live action role playing. So mm-hmm. role playing, just to break a summary, you group of friends get together and they say, I'm going to take a walk. Mm-hmm. Well, the dice take a walk. Laughing it's a little bit different instead of saying I'm going to attack you walk, you attack the walk. Right. With sword lady or mm-hmm. the spell whatever you're using. And then there's theatre style, so it's more political and that sort of thing with a bunch of people doing whatever the sort of behind the scenes type stuff just to community with people who are trying to grab power maybe. Cool. And they dress up. Yeah, like, they dress like, up. Like cosplay but super into the acting side. Yeah, is always. it is it sort of periodic, I guess, for lack of yeah. a better term? I'd sorry, you'd have a monthly one maybe. Mm-hmm. And that'll be a campaign. So every month you get the same stuff with the same group of people together. Mm-hmm. And you follow a story along with those people. Cool. And does how does it end? I guess does it just never keep revolving end. around or yeah? There is the option <laughs> of it never ending, as you say. But often the story just comes to a conclusion, either designed or naturally. Natural, yeah. like a TV show, just yep. dies off. Yeah. Well, one one and all things concluded with the end of the world. In all right. Oh wow. So that's kind of cool. All set around that that Aztec character style, becoming real and the world ending. That's a, that's a kind of kind of cool way fitting ending, yeah. Yes, it is. I think it was designed to be exactly that. Fantastic. Okay, and so you you guys have been brought on because you're polyamorous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's mainly what we're here to talk about. But we will go off on tangents. We will go off in all sorts of different directions, like we already have with the laughing thing. Yes. Um, so I guess tell me, Kaylee, you've been into it for you know, into it in. You've been polyamorous for Pretty a long much time. Always. Right? Okay. So um, I was uh, raised in a in not a polyamorous home, but in a home that understood love a lot better than people normally do. So right. My mum raised us that she loved our friends mm-hmm. as much as she loved us. Right. So if they came into our house, all the kids got kisses and hugs before bed. They all got told that you know she loved them. No child ever felt like she loved us more than them. Right. And so we always understood that love was very open and sharing, mm-hmm. and it didn't wasn't like you know you choose one person and this is it. Yeah, one love for everyone kind of thing. Yeah, and um, then I moved into a 
household and we kind of fell into a relationship so mm -hmm. we lived in the house just naturally as like really close friends then more and then we kind of realized after a while that we were actually all dating <laughs> the whole house the three of us oh, wow. living in the house fantastic um not secretly or anything like mm. you know it was very open and stuff and yeah. then um yeah from that we lived as a triad for about a year and a half and did you really sort lovely. of at that point did you realize what polyamory was or anything like that or was it just something that naturally came through or it was something that just naturally came mm. through and then after that then i started looking up stuff about it to be like you know how do you deal with this situation mm -hmm. and you know, finding out like things about like conversion and yep. how to deal with jealousy and it. Yeah. Cool. And how long ago was that? That was what? when I was 19. 19 and you're... Like forever ago, 35 now. 35 now. Jeez. Yeah. So, yeah, you've been around for a fair bit. You've yeah. sort of experienced a fair bit of it and gotten to know it really well as well. Um, then there's the other hand, I guess, which, Scott, you're quite new. Yes, I am. Uh, so I was aware of polyamory quite a while ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had friends who were and I was in a flat situation really long ago with polyamorous. But aside from that, I've not been in a relationship that's been a factor. Okay, so you've been in monogamous relationships yeah. previously. How does it differ being with somebody who is polyamorous to being with someone um, who's not for you? So, as far as my relationship is concerned, it hasn't had a great effect just because neither of us can act in one way. Right. At least here so far recently. Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, I'm more aware that people are free to, to expand their relationships beyond just a whole lot of time of yeah. being married and all others are vastly less relevant. Right. No, I get you. I get you. So, I mean, was it scary for you getting involved in, in something like that or was it something that you just sort of... I, I think I'm pretty open to all those different things. Mm -hmm. I'm open to learning about everything and not testing new things and trying new things. And this is just another one of those, let's go for it. Something to learn about, yes, something to go for and, and see what, what happens. Awesome. So was it something that you guys discussed quite early on or...? Yeah. So very much at the beginning of dating, I made it clear to you how I believe life should be, mm -hmm. you know? um, and I've always, like, it, like I've had previous monogamous relationships as well, but I've made it clear that whether you're polyamorous or not, um, if you are wanting to speak with other people, you have to tell me, or it's cheap. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because it happens, and, and everybody is like to say, like, in monogamous relationships, oh, it won't happen, mm. but you hear more about people cheating than not cheating. I, I, I feel as though with monogamy, I guess it's... In, in my experience, I guess it's more common to hear about cheating in that, in a monogamous setting. But for me, mm. um, just purely because I find that people who are polyamorous or or even non-monogamous have, for lack of a better term, a strong communication bond mm. with with their partner, yeah. um, because they know, for lack again, for lack of a better term, that they won't get in trouble for going and wanting to do that or for having desires yeah. for another person. And it's you know, oh, that person's really good looking. I want to go and, and sleep with that. Yeah. You know, uh, whereas monogamous people then hide that. Hide that. Yeah. Yeah. Shame's probably a good word, I think, for for that. They, um, and I guess a lot of it comes down to you, you touched on it a little bit was jealousy yeah. um, involved with that, and, and and protectiveness. I think is a better word for it because you're protecting what you've already got. You're not 
wanting something that somebody else has, right? Yeah. So protecting your little circle, your relationship, and that not, and that makes you worried about other people who might come in or something that your partner's going and looking at or something like that, whereas polyamorous people, they're more likely to both vote on the same person. Yeah. Very much. And I think it would be like this relationship with a bubble around mm-hmm. yourself and the other person. And if in that relationship the bubble is broken by some small accident, it can so easily get well beyond having a full exception. Yeah. So yeah. it becomes full blown Yeah. I think that's the difference between like monogamy cheating and polyamorous mm-hmm. is the lie. Yeah, absolutely. And you can still cheat in polyamorous. Oh, there's, yeah. there's no two ways about that. But yeah, the the way that I put it, if you're having to deceive your partner, yeah. that's cheating. Yeah. Or you're having to to lie to them, or you know anything along those lines. Mm-hmm. That's cheating, and that's not okay. Whether you're straight, gay, bi, monogamous, poly, yeah. you know, you've got a big commune. It's not okay for being human. No, exactly, exactly right. Um, I guess. I, I guess a lot. Uh, one of the big stigmas, I guess, of being poly as well is the, oh, you just go and sleep with anyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I get that a lot. Um, I'm guessing you've had that a fair bit, Alan. I'm not sure about you, Scott. Not too much. But um, how do you combat that? Mainly educating people. Mm-hmm. Like and making it very clear, like whenever I tell people, like, um, while I'm not in the closet about it, it's not like it's like I wildly open about my bipolar, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. um, but not so about the polyamory. But whenever I do discuss with people, I'm always very clear about what it means to mm-hmm. me, you know. And without a doubt, you'll get somebody who comes up on the phone. They're like, "Oh, come on, man." And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, no, this is not saying I'm easy. Yeah. <laughs> just is that if I would like to, I'm available. To. And and that that comes into the whole swingers thing that people think that polyamory is as well. Yeah. That we all just have big big fuck sessions and orgies and and whatnot like that. It's it's not it's the only. case. <laughs> <laughs> and there are certainly that community of people who are interested in that. Yeah. But it's polyamory is not about sex. No. It's about love and relationships. Exactly. And that's what comes out of that. That's great. Have fun. Go for it. Mm. And like any monogamous relationship, sometimes it starts with the sex stuff. Yeah. And mm. you build a relationship on it. But the idea is like, with any, you know, standard monogamous dating, mm-hmm. you're going through those motions for something more. Whereas yeah. with swingers, you're literally just getting your rocks off and then bye-bye. And, and that's where there's a, a difference between non-monogamy and poly and you know there's a whole bunch of different terms that i guess a lot of people don't quite understand or grasp yet because non-monogamy is sort of for me the the tree that holds everything in it yeah around anything that's obviously not monogamous but then you've got your open relationships which is more your swinger style yeah for lack of a better term you've got poly which is multiple relationships within a group for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. um you know Throw some more at me. What more do you know? Well, I can't think of any Bringing the third one into a, into a bedroom, for example. Yep. So that's your, your open side, I guess, yep. for that. Cool. And yeah, um, just going back, it's one of those huge things where people do think that it's all about being able to sleep with whoever you want, whenever you want, and, and 
basically all about sex. And it's it's interesting that you touch on the point of education on it. Mm. Um, we not long ago um, at our last poly meetup had a big education night around poly. Yeah. And okay. ar around yeah. jealousy and compersion and whatnot. So tell us a wee bit about that and how that went. Um, I was actually really stoked because I've been um, with the poly organisers mm -hmm. since we started. And it was really, really awesome um, the turnout. Like, um, for starters, I think. It's going to get Kaylee's order. No, somebody at the front, no, somebody at the front door. Um, it's probably my car, actually. Yeah, they just parked straight on in there. I didn't know I didn't know where to park when I turned up, so um, uh, yeah, I've just gone straight on in. But that's alright. Do continue on. Um. Uh, um. So we were talking about the poly meetup. We had yeah, probably a good uh, um, forty people there, maybe. We actually had more than forty people show up. They that's, were counting yeah. at the bar, which was really phenomenal. Like, mm, um, because absolutely. previously uh, there have been some people who've tried to make a movement with Polly in Christchurch a couple of years ago and Max they would have 10, 12 people show up for any of the events and to get 40 in one location for a speaking event where you know we openly discuss jealousy and your workbook and um, how to work through it and have real really good input from people and I honestly expected about 25 people to show up and then for half of those to bail to the bar yeah, where right. they would laugh and giggle and Interrupt the whole time, but yeah. Is that um, my car? No, no. <laughs> Just the lady saying hello. And so is going to the business. Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. So um, you're expecting 25 people to come through? Yeah, I was expecting around 25 people to show up, and um, we ended up with more than 40 uh, who were all interested, who stayed for the workshop. Um, mm. And just really participated. Okay. And one random drunk bloke. <laughs> one random, <laughs> really drunkly aggressive guy. Yeah. Oh, I ended up having to walk him out. Mm. Yeah, it was um, it was interesting. Um, so you note you noted on the workbook. What was the name of that workbook? Um, oh, oh, we do have a copy here. called the Jealousy Workbook by Kathy Labriola. Sounds interesting. Labriola, that's a fantastic surname, isn't <laughs> it? Labriola. Cool. So, yeah, so it's the Jealousy Workbook, and basically all it real, all it is is exercises that, that you can do to learn a lot more about yourself, really, isn't it? And, yeah. and, and your relation, the relationship that you're in and how you can improve it. And it really is. And whether you are polyamorous or monogamous, even asexual if you have to be. Mm. Jealousy is something that features in, in all sorts of situations, whether yeah. it's work, sex, um, relationships. Absolutely. It's a feeling you have inside yourself. And I think one of the really um, awesome points which you made on that night was that jealousy is like an umbrella. Mm -hmm. And when you start coming under that umbrella, you have to ask yourself, well, what's behind it? Mm. Where is it coming from? Yeah. Yeah, because my big thing on that is jealousy is not an emotion. Yeah. Jealousy has emotions attached to it. Yeah. So you've got anger, you've got hatred, you've got envy. You know, all all of these yeah. different yeah, all of these different things that actually fit under this one thing. But you sit there and you go, 
and you get angry and whatnot, but you put it under this blanket of jealousy, right? Yeah. Put and it on this big thing going, um, that's all it is, is I'm just jealous. And that's the end of the sentence for those Exactly. And that and that's where it gets a, a wee bit concerning because they're not looking at what's actually making them that way and what's making them upset and what's making them jealous. And then taking steps to potentially reduce that. Yeah. Now the the exercise that we worked on were purely for um, poly or non-monogamous non-monogamous people, right? Yeah. They were built for those. But like you said, you can use it if somebody's just got a promotion over you or something like that, or yeah. or anything like that. Um, the other part of it was, and you noted on it, was compersion. Yeah. Now a lot of people may not know what compersion is. Um, who wants to say? So, for me, compersion is that happy feeling you have at somebody else's joy coming into a new relationship mm-hmm. or in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you know, for those who haven't quite experienced before, it's like when you're super stoked that your best friend's having the awesomest birthday party and they're getting the best present. Yep. So you're not getting anything out of it. It's all about them, mm-hmm. you know, and it, those presents might not be what you'd like at all, mm-hmm. but you're still super stoked for them. Yeah, right. Yeah. And Scott, do you see it the same way? Or? Yeah, so it's not just with adults at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've watched my daughter. We went to Bunnings a while ago, and she was watching some other kids getting different face paint. And she just had the biggest thing on her face mm-hmm. watching this kid get face paint. Because she knew that kid was going to love her face paint and job, and she also knew it was going to be coming up, and she had her own face paint. Yes, as well. So it's it's in all aspects of life. Yeah, just like other things like jealousy was. Yeah, and the other thing I put down the which I compassion doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. So I think there's really two factors: compassion is joy instead of joy. Jealousy is possibly you describe it loosely as sadness at someone else's joy. Yeah, and then shoving for it. Joy at someone else's sadness. Yes. And then I've experienced a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then sadness at someone else's sadness might be sympathy. Yeah. So it's these sort of four things that are each corner of the same idea. Compersion's a relatively new it's, phrase, really, isn't it? A new word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So um, hearing that, and I guess for lack of better term, learning about it for the first time, yeah. um, did that open your eyes up to anything? or? Oh, so. Yeah. Relationship with other people, I can see their happiness. I do. I want them to be able to do that. Awesome. No, that's yeah, that's really really cool. It was for me, conversion is something that I knew about but didn't really know about. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's a term that I that I'd recognise and that I could understand, but it's not something that I've really felt a lot mm-hmm. in the past. I don't think. Um, so coming into that, it was it was an opener for me as well, and I've been probably for a fair time as well now. This is not a huge amount, but it, it's it's enough to have learned a fair bit and to learn a lot about myself as well. So coming in and learning that side of things was an experience for me as well, um, and a learning experience, which is basically what this podcast is about I haven't actually told you guys what it's about it's, it's about learning and understanding and and you know getting to know yourself better and getting to know others better so compersion as part of that I've gone off on a complete tangent here. Yeah. Um, but compersion as part of that is something that I experience a lot more now like my, my partner just 
um, got back from Hamilton. She was up there for the week, that's where she's from. She came down here to be with me. Um, and she had so much fun while she was up there. She re really, really enjoyed it. Um, she slept with a few different people while she was up there, which she didn't think she'd be able to do in a relationship ever in her life. She's first time poly as well. Um, and I remember just lying back in my bed and she was telling me about it and I had this big, big smile on my face and I was, you know, ear to ear and I was just happy because I knew she'd had a good time, she'd enjoyed herself and I feel as though with monogamy, they don't really, I make it sound like it's a plague or something. Yeah. <laughs> that that, that, that <laughs> monogamy over there. Um, I feel as though it's difficult for a lot of monogamous people to let their partners go away on holiday and do something like that. Um, without having that thought of what are they doing, yeah. what's happening, you know, what's going on. Or what happens if they get out with those guy mates, yeah, you know, exactly. they're too many beers in them. And... Whereas, you know, Erin, who's my partner, didn't tell me until a day or two after, but the fact that she told me, and I went, that's awesome, well, <laughs> was it good? Yeah. <laughs> that was my, I think that was my first question, was, was it good? And they went, yeah. And then you can sympathise <laughs> with them. Oh. But then she slept with him a few times again after that and it got better. So yeah. She had fun, which was the main thing. Yeah. Main thing, really. Um, yeah, anything more on conversion for you guys? Or? I was just looking on the internet and I think in Britain it's known as Frubble. Frubble. Frubble, you British people. Frubble. <laughs> <laughs> Frubble, okay. Frubble, F-R-U-B-B-L-E. So, Being happy for your partner is called Frubble. I'm, I'm not sure I could get into that. It sounds like it really does sound like a bit of a nonsense word. Yeah. Putting it like that, if you put, if you say it conversion, then <laughs> people go, "What's that?" Probably just like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. Yeah. No, no. There's definitely a lot worse um, vernacular in the world. That's for certain. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to America last year, and that was difficult. Oh, um, yeah. In many ways, and also I've been out to Glory Vale as well, and the way that they talk gets in there as well. I spent um, spent a day up there uh, about 10 years ago now. And for those who don't know, Glory Vale is a ultra-conservative Christian society, I guess, uh, in New Zealand, who sort of do their thing. Uh, so they, they live out on their own, sort mm -hmm. of like in a farming community. Mm -hmm. Sort of a Kiwi version of Amish style. Yeah, except, uh, well, except they do have a the lot of, yeah, they've got like, the technology side. So. Like, they're I, I, they're out sure. there, not in With, our... Community. Without quite be, being quite as dark, it's yeah, almost yeah. a Jonestown sort of vibe. Yeah. Obviously, they're not doing the mass suicide thing, which is <laughs> cool. You, yeah, that's great. Um, but the completely different style and way that they live and things out there is just, it, it's kind of insane. I cannot remember what I was talking about here, but we ended up on Glory Vale. Different languages. Yeah, they are actually, yeah, the way that they talk. I'm not sure if it's because they're from the from the country or whether it's just the way that they're brought up, but they were very slow and soft spoken then, and that it doesn't really mix well with me. My brain just sort of goes, "That's not right." What? What? Um, and then a little too political. Maybe, perhaps, yeah. I mean, I was an outsider in their community, so that could be understandable. But even, um, I don't know if you guys have watched the documentaries on them, 
from oh. TV if you want to do it. It's the sort of same sort of thing there. Well, one of those new age households that doesn't have a streaming services. Same here. That's the only reason I was able to watch it the other day. Yeah. It was um, t- I think it was TV two on the mind. I can't remember. Yeah. My partner put it on, so that was that. Yeah. 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 So you've been, like you said, you've been poly almost sort of all all of my oh. adult relationship life. Okay. Has there ever been a a partner or anything that's tried to make you just theirs, or have you ever rebelled against the polyamory side or anything like that? Um, I've always been open to the polyamory side, mm-hmm. um, just because you know monogamy is very much different in the Kiwi culture, mm-hmm. not just Kiwi. <laughs> yeah, that's um, very true. It's it's you know normally the sort of relationships that that happen, and you know as I've gotten older, I've, I've become more certain of myself that. Polyamory is for me, this is how it's going to be. You know, when I started dating Scott, very much how I presented it. That's me. Is that like I'm a first date thing? or Pretty much. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm, I consider myself queer as in not straight mm-hmm. and polyamorous. And if those are not okay with you, you need to move along and find another lady. <laughs> and, okay, I'm, I'm just going to touch on that on that queer for a moment. Because yeah. a lot of people think that that's gay. Yeah. It, I, I view oh. queer as being again going back to the to the um, jealousy term. It's an umbrella term for anything that's not straight. Yeah, that's what it is to me. And a lot of people said, especially you go to your rednecks, you go to country Australia, country New Zealand, even they said, "Oh, those damn queers." Yeah. And you sit there and you, well, you you mean gay, and that's not derogatory. Yeah. So I'm not sure what you're meaning, but you're saying you, love is love, right? Yeah, pretty much. Basically, you know, and I've I've had some. Serious relationships with you know women before, mm-hmm. um, as well as men, and I've treated them as equally in my eyes as each other. You know, people are often like, "Oh, you know, you're not really bisexual. If you find the right man, yeah. or you you um, if you roll a little bit with the lesbian community, they're like, oh, penises. Like, mm. either make up your mind or get out. Yeah. You know? And being being a bisexual man myself, we get that quite a bit yeah um you know the gay men we're not gay enough yeah the, the straight men with its toxic masculinity is just yeah. not impossible at the best of times mm-hmm. um, completely offended because you know one you might be after them or two you might be after the girl exactly it's like which is bad exactly and i'll just sit there and be like so what if i am <laughs> if, yeah. if, if the person wants to do something then obviously they're not happy with what they're doing yeah. not not yeah. that i sit there and i go and try and take people's people hmm. or anything like that but quite often I, I'm a bit of a slut to be honest I, I won't I won't say no if it comes through and in, in my all too often in my younger days my catchphrase was I'm like Sarah nice and easy because <laughs> <laughs> you get girls who are easy and they're not that yeah that's yeah come across a lot of those <laughs> in my time as well um so you guys how long have you been together now uh, three yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Cool, and you touched on it before, you've not been actively seeking another person or anything like that to, to join or anything like that, is that right? I personally have been quite busy with the world. 
So is it just a time thing, or is it you're kind of happy where you're at? I've been actually really happy when I've gone out as well. Mm -hmm. And there's always lots of stuff to do. Relationships are just one aspect. Yeah, very much so. So if there was to be another person or another group or, or whatever added, how would that look for you guys? What would be, for lack of a better term, an ideal? Is there an ideal? I think it's, you know, like not to become a unicorn kind of thing. Yeah. To like... <laughs> We'll discuss what that means. Yeah. Um, a lot of people aren't going to know what that is. Just, but just to roll with it, you know, yeah. like, um, ideal, ideally, I would like to have also an additional relationship and mm -hmm. for Scott to have one as well, for the reason that um, we both have our own mental wellness issues mm -hmm. that we work through. Um, and thankfully, they don't coincide. So it's always nice that, like, um, you know, sometimes, like, as much as I can try to pick Scott up, he gets depressed. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's part of where he needs to be. Like, it's not something that you have to drag somebody out of. Yeah. If you think of like Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh, mm -hmm. his friends let him come along, yeah. no matter how depressed he was, yeah. and they accepted that he was like that. They didn't spend all their time Trying focused to on him, him saying, yeah. cheer up, you know. Piglet would say, here's a balloon, and he'd be like, oh, well, I'll tie it to my tail. Yeah. You know, that yeah. was his, his go. Um, and so I would like them to have another relationship. You know, not just to have them on the side burner, but mm -hmm. where I can go off and experience some happiness and joy where that's fine and mm -hmm. it's not impinging on him or making him feel guilty because yeah. when you're depressed, you're in there. Yeah. And it can be really tough knowing that you can't lift yourself out of it. Absolutely. And then seeing other people happy around you, it makes you drive deeper into your yeah. hole. Absolutely. And um, if I can speak to Scott again, speak to Scott a bit. Yeah, um, vice versa, I have um, bipolar, and so sometimes um, to manage my mania, I have to dope myself up on mm. this, and I will just be almost kind of on the couch for several days, and all I do is watch TV, and I'm no partner during yeah. that time. I can manage to look, work, do my part in the household, you know, mm. do a couple of chores, make sure my child doesn't burn the house down, yeah. but I really have nothing to get to a relationship with. And it would be nice to know that he could go out on a date or mm. have, you know, even if we are fine as well. But I mean, in particular, these times of when it's nice to have that. Yeah, sure. Mm. And is that something you agree with Scott? Yeah, I, I sort of agree with what you say as well as yourself is concerned. But I think for me personally, I'm a straight white male in New Zealand. I suffer from meaningful relationships with other people. So I've got a partner, I'm you know, greatly happy with a wonderful relationship there. Mm. But I've got no male friends with that I'm willing to, you know, cry, I guess. Yeah. With lack of a better short I, I think that's every um every New Zealand male yeah, exactly. sort Probably. of thing, yeah. 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 So and I just, I think just another relationship yeah. will help you be a better sort mm. to start with. Yeah, sure. And also a lot more experiences and mm. new things that we've got there. Support networks are such a massive thing. Yeah. Um, I went through a breakup last year that was quite quite bad for me. Um, I ended up getting depressed and I got put on meds for the first time in my life, um, which sucked for me because I was always one of those sort of... Well, it's hard to accept it that mm, you have to yeah. take meds to help with it because we don't, like, and, and it, this is like internationally, it's not just a bag on New Zealand, mm. but we don't treat mental wellness like we do physical wellness. No, like we, you can tell yes, people like, I sprained yes, my ankle and that. now I have to hobble. Like if I went out and told <laughs> people like, okay, I'm talking really fast all the time because I'm a little bit manic, they'd be like, whoa, 
should we call like the ambulance for you? And yeah. it's like, dude, just chill out. Like, let me talk all the time. You guys can like have the talking the other time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I watched a video just the other day. I was like, imagine if we talked about physical injuries, the, the moronic yeah. way that we talk about mental injuries, yeah. mental illnesses and whatnot. And, and one of them was like, why don't you just stop coughing? Oh, yeah. When you've got a cold or a flu. Yeah. Why don't you just stop coughing? Have you tried like just breathing? Because there's a lot of air in here. Like <laughs> I know the doctor said you're asthmatic, <laughs> but really, like, look at me. <sighs> My lungs work just fine, so I don't know why you need that. Like, exactly. And, the inhaler down. And, and where we're from in New Zealand, that's a huge thing that happens here. It's, it's kind of amazing how much that happens here. And and, and yeah and yeah and with the with the straight male thing that I was almost interrupting you with a moment ago, that takes me back to the point of toxic toxic masculinity in this country is yeah. such a big thing. You know we've got the big burly farmer blokes and the rugby blokes who, you know, where where the men yeah where the men men don't cry where the boss yeah. blah 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 blah, and it's it's hugely unhealthy mm-hmm. for them as well. Um, Farmers, especially, I know that farmers have such a high suicide high rate. High suicide rate, and um, because of that, and they, yeah, and because they don't talk, they don't have anyone to talk to because they can't go to their parents because their their dad will just say, "Oh, just toughen up." Well, we yeah. had bigger problems than this. Exactly, exactly, and and it's showing through in this generation that's coming through now how bad that's actually yeah. actually harmed everyone. Um, we will go back to a point that you said um, around unicorn oh, hunting. In one minute. Oh, yep. So, um, actually, again, another video. Mm-hmm. Our life is full of videos and Facebook, you know. <laughs> um, but there was a guy, and I will look it up so you can put it in the comments, mm-hmm. um, and he's written a book, and he mentions toxic masculinity. He says it in his book. Like, I mentioned toxic masculinity only once because I want you to think of this. What is masculinity if not being toxic? <laughs> he's like, all it is is not woman. And he's like, you know, you ask people, and they're like, oh, physical courage. And it's like, well... Have you actually thought about how much physical courage it takes to push a baby out of a vagina? Mm-hmm. Like a woman will do this repeatedly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. willingly. <laughs> willingly. And he's like, you know, um, you know, oh, and just talking about all these things, you know, that you think are masculine traits, but are actually just human traits. Mm-hmm. You know, that women carry just as well. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's not ingrained in that in women's society, I guess, no. for lack of a better term, yeah. than it is in in a in a men's circle of friends or something mm-hmm. like that. And sort of related to that, uh, Kelly had to point out to me about a year ago now that my mother raised a feminist. Mm. Like, it, it took until that long to realise yeah, she actually did do that. Yeah, deliberately. Yeah. Mm. And let, let's put this on the line as well. Feminism is not anti-male, anti-male. it's it not, not anything like that. It's We are not men-haters. No. I, <laughs> ideally, I would like it to be humanist. But it was pointed out to me that the reason it's called feminism is because it's the females that are being put under. Mm-hmm. So that's why the movement is named after that. And yeah. if you are around any feminists who are making you feel like they're man-haters, that's all they are. Yes, yes, absolutely. They're not feminists, as far as I'm concerned. No. Um, they're people who just want to put themselves up on a pedestal. Fine, I think and has grown to another umbrella to the world. Mm-hmm. We've got people like Turks, I don't know if that actually means anything to you. No. Uh, you'll have to look it up for a second, yep. but it's trans people 
We'll look it up right now while, yeah, we, like, while uh, we keep talking. So the, the brief description is someone who is uh, usually a feminist, they call themselves a feminist, and they uh, don't believe what they need. Yeah. And so they don't believe that uh, people who are born as a male mm-hmm. and transition to become a female, they don't believe they are actually women. Of course they don't, because how could you be if you were born a male, right? So it's um, <laughs> TERF is an acronym for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist. Jeez. They um, sometimes call themselves Gender Critical Feminists. <laughs> They're not really half women, though, are they? No, it's all just... And, um, oh, these people are rampant in the medical community. Yeah? Because they're like, you'll find that there are ambo drivers who won't pick up trans people. Wow. They're all... They'll let their offsider do it, and they won't touch a hand on them. They are actually out How there. How can yep. you do that in? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That that absolutely stuns me. I can't. Yes. I couldn't imagine not helping somebody who needs it, especially when you're getting paid to do that job. Well, it's one of those like um like those triple down ideas that mm-hmm. come through our culture. Yeah. There's a couple of others that, you know, knock around the whole one or something. Um, oh, we've gone well away from that at this point, I think. Um, but, like, they, they just become so ingrained in our culture we don't even realise. Mm. So, um, the 50s have a lot to own up for a lot of our issues at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, like, in the same way that how transgender people are treated badly, like, the amount of people who um who I've actually talked to myself and they'd be like, Oh, you know, he she and I'm like, excuse me. Yeah. Hold on two <laughs> moments. If there. you can address a group of people as they, you can address that person as they. If mm. you do not know what gender they are. Mm. See they. Like that. So simple. Well, you don't have to be rude about it. The the way that I've always talked about this is you go up and you pat someone's dog and you go, He's beautiful. Oh actually no, it's a she. Why can't we do that with people? Mm. You know, you're not gonna call that dog he again, are you? Yeah, you know, it's she. Yeah. Yeah. You've got introduced to the dogs. Mm. I do yeah, there yeah. you go. And, and, and that's um, what it is. Like with our daughter, you know, as all children do, they are like, oh, what person is that? Mm. And I'm like, I would like you to look at the person and ask yourself, how do they present themselves? Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, definitely not the And I'm like, oh, yes, probably wants to go to she did. Yeah. <laughs> Rocking it. I'm like, yes. Awesome. Oh, that's really, really cool. It's interesting because we, we, we talked about feminism as equal amongst all parties. Yeah. And then you've got the, this term, which is trans-exclusionary radical, radical feminism. Well, you can't really have that feminist part on there, can you? Because it's, it's not what fem- feminism as a... As, as a, a movement. Movement, yeah. movement. That's what I'm on for, yeah. So it's kind of... It's, it's like Christian hmm. terror. Yeah, one of those terms that just really can't be discussed. Yeah, because Christians can't be terrorists. Oh. Of course not. They shouldn't. The, 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 K, the <laughs> KKK <laughs> never existed. Well, neither can well, Muslims be terrorists. Yeah, because if you're going against yeah. the word of God, word of Allah, exactly, you're which terrorists. There's always going to be radicals in every in every movement, every group, every thing, for yeah. lack of a better term. Alright, I'm going to drag us back to Unicorn Hunters. Yes. Because those people yes. were probably <laughs> got going, right off that. Hang on, did they even mention that? So, <laughs> um, what often happens in, in like, uh, couples is, is like, if, if you think of it like as 
the standard monogamous couple who's done their dating since, engagement, marriage, possibly children, the children are like, it's normally like around the time they start being like six or seven, a little bit older, and then they think, what if we said something other than monogamous? And, you know, so then they, they normally try swingers because it's the most yep. advertised common thing that yeah, you hear sure. about as swingers. So they try that and then they decide that, mm, it's, not, it's, it's a little soulless. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of super fun when you get first into it because, you know, you're bored after all those years of monogamy. <laughs> and, um, but then, like, they settle down and they, they do reading and they start researching and they find out about this polyamory. Doesn't it sound fantastic? And so they, like, work on their relationship and jealousy and, and how to, how this will work and then they decide they're going to go and find a woman to join their relationship and that's when you become a unicorn hunter right. when you have already decided exactly what you want to pull into your relationship mm-hmm. like a cookie cutter like realistically when you're dating as a monogamous person most people don't even know that they want to have like three children mm-hmm. with a man in a three-bedroom house. Mm-hmm. It might be like a vague idea, maybe it's going to be a person in a house and maybe cats. But the way that people who are rolling into polyamory do it is literally like that. Like they literally, they're like, okay, so we want um, between 35 and 45 and, you know, just like a shopping list. And mm-hmm. the reality of life is you're not going to find that. It's almost definitely not. And, and also that... You might find that the person you're attracted to is not even attracted to your partner, or your yeah. partner's not attracted to them. Yeah. And then suddenly there's all this like um, jealousy about like, oh, well, you know, didn't we agree to go into this together? Why are you off having fun without me? I'm mm. left on my own, and then they get better. It all it all sort of goes downhill from there. So don't be unicorn. Be open to what relationships happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the the term unicorn hunter can also come in that. It's just a couple looking. It's sort of in a swinger sense as well. Yeah. And that just a couple looking to spice up their their bedroom. Yeah. Life. Yeah. You know, they're looking for a, a bot, and it's almost always a bisexual woman yeah. as well. Yeah. Looking for a bisexual woman to join our couple to make our life. Oh, the amount of times that I've We're seen something like that. We're available after hours or on Wednesday nights. No. <laughs> so many times. So many times I've seen things like that, and you, and you sit there and you just go. I will say. Uh, in, in my younger 20s days, oh, when I was living down in Orbiter, <laughs> <laughs> I was a unicorn for a while. I bet you were. <laughs> Go around and fill in some of those um, NZ dating requests. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, NZ dating, but, what a time to be with, Without a gel, though, it would always go the same way. And I'd mm. be very clear in text, and I'd be like very clear by email. And then when I met them, I would talk to them very clearly. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be in your relationship. This is literally this just, is fun just fun time. Yeah. You guys have a marriage that you two, I come for this, especially. Yep. <laughs> and then I go. And then the guys would like, after a while, start trying to message me on the side, like, come meet me. And I'm like, no. message the wife and be like, hey, are you coming to, are you, will you be there? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, I sort that out. I haven't yeah. seen you guys again. And they'd be like, oh, why would you have to be like that? And I'm like, because I very clearly stated where my okays were, yeah. <laughs> and you crossed them to no. And I guess it's the age-old adage uh, of going into poly is don't bring somebody else into your shit. Yeah. Right? Regardless of whether it's just a wee bit of fun, like you, like you were doing in Oramadu, um, or whether it's a full-blown relationship and it's not quite working, so you're like, I know, I'll go and have this oh. brand new spanking thing and that'll fix everything. I'll be happy again. Mm. And you sit here and you, you, you look at people that do this and it, it is quite prevalent. It is quite obvious when it happens as well. Um, and you sit there and you go, honey, 
Come on. We know why you're doing this. You know why you're doing this. Let's, you know, not stuff everything up for you. Mm. You know, let's work. Let, let's work on your base before you start to get your wings. Yeah, it's like um. Oh, do you know what the new TV show? Like she, me, and who? No. Nope. Um. Yeah, I will get on the. Get get on the old interwebs. On, on the internet, IMDb. Um, essentially what it is, is it's exactly that, a couple, well, they weren't actually uniform hunting to start, he just needed a little outlet, not actually success, mm-hmm. and then it kind of turned into that, and then, and then this is Chris Warren, and, yeah. And so, then and then it was a polyamorous relationship. Pretty much, but <laughs> not, not anybody, anybody who's seen that show, don't follow that no. model, because 90% of the time it's not going to work. No. <laughs> oh dear me! That sounds like you could go oh, wrong in so many ways. You, me, her. You, me, her. Actually, I have heard of that. I haven't watched yep. it. I have heard of Centers it. Centers around a freeway romantic relationship involving a suburban married couple. Very relationship involving them. Okay. Yeah. And there is like so much sneaking around and lying and. And almost, almost a how not to polyamory. <laughs> Very much. Yeah, like they they actually pretend that she's like their their niece to the neighbours. Wow. So that the neighbours don't know why she's sleeping so, over so, so much. So she's quite a lot younger than or something like that at all. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Have you watched it or? Yeah, I, I watched a couple of episodes. I I say she's not handsome, but like right. sort of like us, you know, late thirties and mm-hmm. she's in her twenties. Right. So not not to the levels of what some might call people. No. Not not creepy, but yeah. But I, I, I didn't want to use the word creepy because you do you as long as it's not. <laughs> word, you know. Yeah. I'm all about that. Um. Yeah. Cool. Um. I don't think I've got a lot else to talk about. Yeah. Really. Right. Um. With polyamory, the biggest thing for us has just been making sure our relationships really sound. Yep. Um. You know we're. We work a lot on communication, and mm-hmm. that's just because, like, um, as we've discussed before with you, there's like the love languages, mm-hmm. and ours aren't exactly the same ones. Oh, it's, neither am I, my partners. And so it's just trying to, like, manage those, you know, mm-hmm. foreign languages yeah. in a <laughs> so love language as a second language. When, when you say love languages, obviously there's five of them, right? Yeah. Um, you're talking about giving gifts, physical touch, quality time. I can never remember the other two. There's service. service, yep. And talking. And talking. Cool. Yeah. So, I, I would implore people to figure out what their love language is. Yeah. Because my, my, mine's big on physical touch. Mm. That's my big one. But the way that I give mine is usually through gifts. Yeah. So you've got, you've got the, like, the love language that you receive and the love language that you give out. Mm. And they can be a mix of all of those things. They don't have to yeah. be just one of them. Uh, but I know my big one for going out is gift giving, and yeah. then I'll, from that point, it'll be touch. Mm. But I know that my main one is if I'm not, if I don't come home and get a and get a cuddle or a hug, then I'm, I'm feeling a wee bit iffy for the rest of the, yeah, rest rest of the evening, sort of thing, mm. and sort of like, like are we okay? Hey, is there I, something going on? Exactly. Have I done something wrong? You know what's what's happening here? Yeah. I don't, I don't like this. this. Yeah, like, exactly. No, no, I'm just having my own guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, what? speaking of those, what are your guys' love languages? 
Um, so yeah. mine would be acts of service, mm-hmm. gift giving, okay. and then touching that. Um, and then like forgiving, I would say the talking and touch and giving. And off the top of my head, I don't remember why. I would probably guess um, touching acts of service. Definitely acts of service. Well, the giving one is definitely So, active service is obviously doing something for your partner that you know makes them happy, right? Which yeah. is just simple stuff like making coffee in the morning. Yeah. Just really basic every day. Or, there's this magical thing that happens in my house. So, I do all the washing <laughs> and make sure that the clothes are dry. And then, magically, the clothes are set up in my bed. It is like the best thing in my relationship. <laughs> I remember seeing a comedy sketch. Yeah, quite similar to that. With the coffee table, with, <laughs> oh, that's right. with and the wife, the, the girlfriend's gone. Okay, I need I need to tell you this now. <laughs> Every time I put my leftovers on here, yes, I go to sleep. I get up in the morning, and they're gone. Like I put washing on there the other day, and it went. There was a magazine right here that I finished reading, and it, I put it down, and it disappeared. It got put away in the drawer. And what I love about that is, it, is so he had the you, cops you, you, there, yeah. <laughs> and he had the cops because the girlfriend was missing, and he thinks she <laughs> fell on the table. What I love most about the start, the build up of that ad, is the look on the woman's face. She's just yeah, like, are, right. you, "Are you fucking me? Are you kidding me?" And then the male officer is like, "He's like, no, I've got one of these at home myself." <laughs> and the, the guys are like having a real bro moment. And she's standing in the kitchen like furious, like, "Oh, the idiocy! She's just walked." Out on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. <laughs> so, yeah. on that yeah. note, just be good to your one, partner, guys. One other thing I've heard, yeah. uh, as well as love languages, I've heard of apology languages. Mm-hmm. So, we actually listened to something together a while about that. Mm-hmm. And we've got to look into a war. Oh, is that the multi emery podcast? Yeah. Great podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thank love you, those guys. Putting us on for that. Yep. Um, so, tell me more about that. I must have missed that episode. I don't remember enough, but there are various types of apology language, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like the, the, the love language, mm-hmm. but instead it's the apologies, and I can't really tell you what to say. I'm just going to have a have a quick Google A, a good idea, and that might tell me a little bit about it, because that's something that could be quite interesting to me. I have to apologise quite a bit. I'm very forward with the way that I talk and the way that I speak, so I can sometimes be a little. Put yourself deep in a hole before you realise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a little, little bit, little bit like that. I get this. I keep this giant spade in my back pocket. It comes out constantly. Sometimes crazy. Yeah. Yep. And and I find like I start warning him, and he's like, "Yeah, but I have to get this out." And, like, and I'm like, "Oh my god, he's just there, there, like an excavator." And there's the the, the <laughs> verbal diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just stop, just stop now. Okay. Apology languages. Okay. Quick and dirty tips. I don't like the sound of that one. This is from a website called quickanddirtytips.com. Sometimes it's all we have time for. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one is expressing regret. Yeah. So talk, I guess. Accepting responsibility. So this isn't. I'm not sure these are languages. This is just a process. Yeah. So I'm not sure that's it. But I'll I'll get onto that and I'll talk about that. Yeah, I might, I might even have a wee bit after after we've talked that goes on the end of this bit. And I can talk about that with, with just the listeners. 
that's that's something I definitely want to get a little bit more um, knowledge on. Because I mean, we talk about the different ways of waking. Okay, um, like that. here we go. So, multi emery podcast at one twenty-five. What's your apology? One twenty-five. That's going to be me when I uh, go to work on Wednesday morning. Oh, send it to you. <laughs> Wonderful. So, yeah, I, I work early in the morning. That's when I do all my podcasts. So I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I like make the oh. headphones on and, and away oh. I go. That's what, yeah. So there's a few different ones that I like listening to. Um, obviously, the multi-animal mm. one that, that you guys um, talk to, uh, listen to. There was another one that I put you guys onto as well that I can't remember the name of. I'm sure I put it in the group. But that's fine. Um, guys We Fucked is another fun one. Um, a couple of comedians from New York who basically bring on guys that they've done and <laughs> talk to them about it. Really good. Okay. it. It's really, really good. Really, really clever. And then there's the Manhole podcast that I've been to. Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't really been in the podcast in a typical world until right now. That is you, you, you too I made a point of, of writing it down when I was asking for podcasts to listen yeah. to. They are... Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so my, my podcast is... like I listen to a couple of wrestling podcasts because I was hugely into that for a while. Um, obviously, there's sort of sex love advice stuff, um, multi ammo stuff, and um, history, funnily enough. I um, have a few ancient Greek history things that I listen to. Um, not really the era of history that I'm into. I like my Victorian and I like my World War II stuff. But yeah, you never know what you're into until you sit there and you actually get involved with it. Like yeah. But uh, yep, I think I've kept you guys long enough now. We've been talking for almost an hour. So um, again, thank you very much, Kaylee. Thank you very much, Scott, for, for having me and, and coming on. That's right, we'll uh, have you back again if the uh, polyamory situation changes. Fantastic. Give me some updates. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Alright guys, again, thank you very much, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you very much to Scott and Kaylee for talking to me there. That was a um, really good chat, really, really fun. I enjoyed that quite a lot. Uh, this has been the ASLAP podcast, advice, sex, love, un- with understanding and trust. You can email me if you have any questions or anything like that. That's something I'd love to get into this podcast. Um, that's aslappodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Podcast. I look forward to interacting with everybody, hopefully get some emails in, uh, give some advice out, and go from there. Thank you very much for listening, those of you that have, and I will catch you next time.